Christian Parenting. Welcome to the Christian Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Thurling. I'm the Executive Director of Christian Parenting, a mom of three, and I am so glad that you're here. This is a place where you can bring your real self, no matter what that looks like today, and be given the space, resources, and encouragement you need to set aside perfection and grow into the perfectly imperfect parent God made you to be. Hey friends, I'm so glad that you're here with me today. This is our second week talking about anxiety, and today I'm joined by Courtney Devich, who is the author of the book, Mama's Got Anxiety, But It's Not Gonna Steal My Joy. Courtney is a mom of three, including a brand new baby, and she lives in Michigan, and you are going to adore her. She's real and she's honest, which always makes for great conversation. Today, we are talking about some of the lies that moms believe about themselves when they experience worry or anxiety how we can combat those lies, what to do when you're up in the middle of the night and your brain is going a million miles an hour, and how we can reclaim our joy no matter what the situation we are in. I think you're going to love this conversation. Enjoy. Hey, Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I we're going to talk all about your book, Mama's Got Anxiety, but it's not going to steal my joy. I'm really excited to talk about it. But first, I want to talk about you and your family, because um, I just like to dive in and get to know my guests. So can you tell us about your family? Like, who's in it? How old are your kids? And then you get one word to describe them. Yeah. So my husband, um, he and I have been together for 12 years now, married for seven. So college sweethearts, um, I'm from Montana. He's from Michigan. And yet here we find ourselves in Michigan. Um, <laughs> so we moved here about six years ago. And then my oldest son, um, he's starting kindergarten next week. He'll be six years old in October. Um, my daughter, my middle child, my feisty little, little girl is, um, three years old going on 23. Um, and she is going yeah, to be starting preschool next week. And then my youngest, um, we just had a little boy three months ago. So he's, I think, starting to teeth as well. So that's been fun. Um, but we live here in Michigan, as I said. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I used to work in the HR business world, um, became a stay-at-home mom at the beginning of the pandemic. And I thought I would just take the summer off and I just I love it. And here I am still almost four years later. Um, And I'd say one word to describe us would be just honest, I think is just really the the home that I'm wanting to, to raise my children in is just not being afraid to like have hard conversations and like tell my kids truths and being able to sort of hold each other accountable. And then also just like being honest with myself and my feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with postpartum depression right now. So it's been hard, um, a lot of days harder than others. And so I've just been really honest with my kids. Like mommy's having a hard time with her feelings right now. And it's causing her to be a little bit more angry than normal. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just to be patient with mommy and just, having, just being honest with them. Like they're, they're little and they don't always understand everything, but they're starting to, and it's starting to click a little bit more. So that's, I think the one word I'd describe is right now in this season anyways. Yeah. Well, I think that's really relatable. I think a lot of people battle postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. I had postpartum anxiety with my kids 
And I didn't really realize that what was going on the first time because I just didn't really, I didn't know. And then as I had, yeah, I was like, this is just really hard. Parenting is just hard and I don't like it very much, but I feel like I should. And then I continue to learn what was actually going on with my brain. But it's good to be honest with your kids too, because that's teaching them to be honest with their feelings and to be able to talk about them and work through them. So you're giving them a gift. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then I always ask my guests, what is one thing that you want every parent to know? I would say that just mental health struggles are real and that you're not alone in them. Um, Like you said, postpartum depression and anxiety are real. And a lot of moms don't acknowledge it or they just think, oh, it's just hormonal and I'm going to just get over it eventually or I just need to sleep some more. Um, And like even, you know, husbands, like it can still, it's a lot of changing in the house, especially if it's your first. There's a lot of change going on. Um, and just being real about your mental health struggles and that it's okay. It's okay to let your kids know what's going on too. Like you don't need to like feel like you need to be strong or not tell because you sharing with them makes it that if they ever struggle themselves eventually someday, maybe, um, they can be honest about it too and not be afraid to, to get help and beat that stigma to the curve. So, um, I just think that being okay with mental health in our homes and that it's okay to deal with these things and seek help for these things and just creating that that culture of acknowledging our feelings and acknowledging our struggles and um, that every parent goes through it and you're not alone. Parenting is hard. Parenting is hard. I like that you brought up husbands too because I think sometimes we do focus, and rightfully so, I mean, postpartum hormones are... (laughs) very real and very strong. Uh-huh. It our is brains hard. go through a lot of change. Yeah, <laughs> our brains, our bodies. I mean, it's just crazy. But I yeah. appreciate that you acknowledge husbands too because there's change going on for them too. And I think yeah. I always tell people that my hardest transition in parenting, even though I had anxiety with all of them, it took me a long time to acknowledge what was going on. Like I said, my hardest transition was to one. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, what is going on? You you don't recognize yourself anymore. Your spouse doesn't even recognize you anymore. You don't have time for each other ever. Yeah. Um, It's just, yeah, it's totally, I mean, third one has been tough because we're totally outnumbered now. But yes, the transition to the first one is definitely hard. And we didn't know what we were doing. Trevor and I, we were like, we were not prepared. Like we did not do all, which is funny because I love to do research and prepare, but I just like did not read a lot of books or take classes. I was just like, this is going to come naturally for me and I'm fine. I got this. And we didn't put my son down for literally three days. Like my mom finally was like, you have to put the baby down. And I was like, I don't know. Like, we took three-hour shifts throughout the night. Yeah, yeah. Like, holding yeah, it. We, we yeah. would, like, get up and stay up together. And I'm like, what are we doing? You should go sleep. And I, because, yeah, we were holding the baby a lot, too, because he wouldn't sleep in the bassinet. So I'm like, this right. is the only way he'll sleep. Um, totally, like, breaking all the rules there. Um, but, yeah, we eventually learned that, no, we should take this in shifts. So, like, one of us is getting sleep at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time I got to our third, I actually sent my husband to sleep in our guest room with a monitor yeah. for the older kids. Because I was like, now I need, now I know that I need you to sleep. Like, the yeah. most helpful you can be is rested. <laughs> so, yeah. if one of yeah. us isn't going to sleep, it should be me. But you learn as you go. You get better as you go. And 
I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. No, he was always right next to me in the hospital with every kid. And then this third one, because I've struggled with preeclampsia and gestational hypertension. So I'm never like out of there in 24 hours like I'd like Mm. to be. Um, So this third one, I was like, you're going home. Like, leave me alone in the hospital. You're going to get some sleep because I need one of us to be functioning. So you you definitely learn a lot of those things by the third one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So if you're going through your first right now, it'll get better and easier. Yeah. In yes. different ways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little more. Let's dive into that mental health component. Because I think so many, like we have said, so many moms struggle with, whether it's postpartum anxiety or just general worrying about kids yeah. or some yeah. clinical anxiety. So I really wanted to talk about that with you. I think it's really helpful. Um, what are some of the lies that you think moms believe about anxiety or themselves or their feelings or whatever it is that they're experiencing? I'd say, I mean, I cover a lot of them in the book because the book's going through 12 different either lies or physical symptoms of anxiety that we struggle with. Um, So the biggest one as Christians is that our faith is the problem, is that our faith is weak. Uh, We're not praying enough. We need to pray more. Um, God's abandoned us or that we you know, are being punished in some way. So I think that's, whether it's anxiety or depression, that's a lot of times when we share with other believers that we are struggling with these things, that's what the response is usually, is that you just need to pray more and it'll go away. And it doesn't always. And then we believe that we're the problem. Our faith is the problem. Um, But we're reminded in Romans 8, it's 38, that nothing will separate us from God's love, neither the um, fears of today or the worries of tomorrow. We know that um, mental health is really, it's a problem with our brains, not with our faith. Um, so it's a mental health condition. There's some, you know, medication can help, um, which is a whole other topic <laughs> that some people don't want to address. But um And then in John 9, we see that, you know, when um, Jesus' disciples ask him, like, who sinned, that man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus is like, no, not because of his sin. It's because um, through him, the works of God will be glorified. So a lot of times, whether it's mental illness or it's a physical illness like diabetes or cancer, it's not because of a lack of faith or lack of praying the prayers. It's just so God can use us throughout all of it. And that's big thing I preach throughout the entire book is that God can use our anxiety to bring us closer to him, to grow our faith, um, and that we can trust him fully with our hearts and our brains can still be fearful. Um, another big lie that I would say is that our anxiety makes us feel like a bad mom. Um, like I said, I've anger has been an issue for me lately with postpartum depression and then even just normally it's just anxiety of everything. Like I'm just more irritable and and on my edge. If the kids are like, you know, starting to snap and there's lots of yelling or screaming going on around me, my anxiety starts heightening and it makes me snap. So when I snap at my kids, then I feel like a horrible mom. Um, Another part of that is just the comparison trap that we put ourselves in. As moms, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other moms through their Instagram feeds or just as a new mom, we're getting flooded with all this information from other moms that are trying to give us advice and, you know, well-meaning advice. But then we start comparing ourselves like, oh, she breastfed 
you know, so the baby was 12 months and I'm not making this work. So, and we feel like an awful mom because we're comparing ourselves to other moms. And you know that the comparison is the thief of joy as well. So, um, the Holy Spirit will guide you, mama, and trust that mom gut, like let her do her thing, stop comparing. And you can, you know, your babies, God made you their mama for a reason. And, you know, comparison is, is, just the thief of joy. So mm-hmm. those are, I think, the the biggest lies. Um, also, um, accepting help makes us weak, which is not true. Like, I think we feel like we have to be super mom and and just we have to take care of everybody. So we're just carrying that, that heavy weight. And um, it's not true either. Like, God places people in our lives to help us, whether it's other mom friends, whether it's a therapist, whether it's the use of medication and uh, medicine. And um, his strength is made perfect through your weakness. So there's there's nothing that, there's so many ways that God can heal you and, and help you throughout all that. You don't have to be strong on your own. Yeah, that's a really good reminder. I think community is so important. And being, like you're talking about honest with not just our family, but with our community around us can bring mm-hmm. a lot of healing and a lot of support that we need as moms, but also just as humans. <laughs> we all need yeah. good community around us. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely um, had to open up a lot more about my struggles because when people ask, oh, what's your book about? Oh, it's about anxiety. I have anxiety. So there's like no way to like hide it anymore. So I have found though that as I'm opening up to others, I'm getting a lot of me too. I'm getting a lot of moms saying me too. I struggle as well. Or I've also have anxiety or depression or I thought I was alone in those thoughts. So it just makes you feel less alone in all of them when you start opening up and sharing. Yeah, that's so powerful. Sometimes I think that I struggle with the heart knowledge of all of what you just said. Like, I know in my head that everything you're saying about God's truth over my life and about the lies that I sometimes believe, I know what you're mm-hmm. what you're saying is true, but I feel like it's sometimes hard to actually apply to myself. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and I feel like that's probably, I was probably not just me, I don't think. So what are some no. of those, the things that you have done to like combat those lies, to really like internalize those truths and mm-hmm. move forward? Um, prayer, I mean, I am praying anytime that that anxious worry wheel gets going, it's it's taking it to God. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'm flooded with peace and a lot of times I'm still struggling through it all. I know that. And, but I also know that the Holy Spirit is interceding for me, especially if I'm going through a panic attack and I'm not able to pray the prayers because I'm hunched over in my bathroom and shaking or feeling like I need to vomit. Um, And the, Word of God, which has been hard for me in this season because I haven't been able to open up my Bibles much because I have an infant and a busy <laughs> life right now. But um, truly, like staying rooted in the Word of God and spending that time with Him every day helps. Um, and just reminding myself over and over again that He is with me, He's not going to leave me. Um, Psalm 94 19, which is really the whole biblical foundation for the book, is when anxiety was within me, your comfort brought me joy. So it's not always like I'm going to just take it all away all the time, but I'm going to comfort you through it. And I'm going to give you that. I'm going to bring you your joy back here through it all. And um, really like rationalizing it too, just to get a little bit more practical here, just rationalizing the fear and the anxiety. Um, 
taking it, you know, talking it over with my husband. If it's something that's totally irrational, he'll tell me um, <laughs> and kind of talk me down like that. And then, but also like if it's wor- middle of the night worries and he's asleep and I can't wake him up, even though I want to, um, it's then, you know, taking it to God and praying to him about it. But then also like talking back to my anxiety too. Like, okay, no, you're saying that that is something I need to worry about right now, but it's 2 a.m. and I don't need to worry about it right now. It'll be there for me in the morning. I can just worry about it later or think about it later um, and putting a pin in it basically. So yeah. sort of observing that thought, is it rational or irrational and retreating back from it and, and talking back to it and then speaking truth back to it too. If you are looking for meaningful and fun additions to your Easter baskets this year, Christian Parenting has some amazing products just for you. And right now, you can get our Easter bundle for 15% off the regular price. This bundle includes three of our favorite products just for kids. Scripture affirmation cards, noteworthy prayers, and our devotional, My Time with God. These are some of our absolute favorite things at our house. My kids all love their devotional, and my son constantly asks me to put affirmation cards or noteworthy prayers in his backpack to find them when he's at school. This is a great way to incorporate more faith into the fun of Easter baskets. You can go to christianparenting.org slash store to get the Easter bundle at the 15% off discount. That's christianparenting.org slash store. All right, you guys, I have an exciting code for you today from one of my absolute favorite websites. HomeThreads has quickly become one of my favorite places to shop for my house. At HomeThreads.com, you will discover furniture designed with the values of Christian parenting in mind. From prayerful spaces to family-friendly comfort, their pieces are crafted to nurture your children's hearts and souls, all while giving you the best value. I recently got an amazing bakeware set that I absolutely love. There are so many products available, you're definitely going to find anything you need to make your home both functional and cozy. You can visit HomeThreads.com slash podcast today and get your code for 15% off your order. Raising a family with faith should be reflected in every corner of your home. Home Threads, love where you live. Okay, let's talk about those middle-of-the-night worries because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> everyone has those. Like, I don't know yeah. why for me it's 3 a.m. I'm up at 3 a.m. <laughs> until like 4 a.m. all the time thinking about things. And sometimes it's like actually worrying about something big. Sometimes it's just like, don't forget to do this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to do this tomorrow. You know, like— yeah. How, let's, like, practical steps. What do you do at, if you're, you're 2 a.m. that you wake up? Well, you wake up all the time right now. Right now, <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, at least twice a night right now, yes. <laughs> and I have been struggling a lot with getting back to sleep, which you wouldn't think because I'm so tired. I should just be, like, out as soon as I hit my head to the, head to the pillow. But it's, you know, I'm launching a book. So, yeah, it's that, like, oh, I got to do this and I want to do that. And... Um, so really like getting yourself in the right mindset before you go to bed too, is something I struggle with. Like Mm -hmm. our kids get overstimulated when they're on the TV so much. Like I need to stop scrolling my phone right before bed. Um, being able to, you know, either like read a book to kind of turn my mind off or get into my Bible and read that. I talk about, um, adult coloring books in in the book. And that's something that I haven't really had time for in this season because I'm usually rocking a baby right before bed. But um, that was something that was just kind of peaceful and just being able to just 
quiet your mind to get you to go to sleep. But then I have the issue of I pee a lot in the middle of the night because I'm a mom. <laughs> Even, you know, before baby, <laughs> just a total TMI moment here. Um, I get up and I go to the bathroom and then it's like hard to go back to sleep. Or, you know, in this season, getting up to feed the baby and then going back to sleep. So I, I've fallen asleep praying to God, which in my, you know, originally would make me feel guilty. Like, oh, I didn't get to the end of it. Like, but he's probably put me back to sleep, just like a child, you know, being rocked by mama. He's rocking me to sleep and saying, stop worrying about it, Courtney, go back to bed. Um, and so praying about it in the middle of the night as I'm laying there and the, the wheels are turning, turning. Um, I've tried going to like my happy place. So just a happy memory and happy place. And um, it's my grandparents' house and it's just calm and comforting and safe and just being able to just just sit with them in their everyday life, which they're no longer with us. They're in heaven, but it's just a calm, happy memory that just eventually being there for a little while, taking my thoughts away from the worries. um, It just puts me back to sleep eventually. So um, I do have an acronym in the book called worry. (laughs) Clever, right? (laughs) Um, So uh, the first, the W is just the word of God. So if there's something you're worrying about, just reminding yourself of the truth of what God has to say about it in the, in his word. Um, The O is observing the thought. So is it something that's rational or irrational or something that really needs to be taking your time up at 2 a.m.? And then the R, the first R, maybe I'm getting flipped here. First R is um, retreat from it. So just get away from that thought and move on to another thought, um, putting your mind elsewhere. Uh, the second R is request. So really you're going to pray about it and going to God with it, um, asking him to just take that worry from you and give you peace so you can go to sleep. And then the why is um, you're not alone. So whether it's you know, mothering, parenting in general is just hard this, this day and age. Like there's, I mean, kindergarten next week for me and I'm only thinking about school shootings and stuff like that. And did I like, you know, is he going to be able to pull his pants back up when he's gone to the bathroom <laughs> and button him by himself? Like just those kinds of worries and just remind myself that I'm not alone in these worries. There's other moms that have gone through this before. There's other kids that have gone through this before, and they're surviving um, as far as getting their pants up and wiping their own <laughs> bottoms. Um, and just that we're not alone. With, God is with us, too. Like, And God is going with my babies everywhere, and he will be there with them at school and just reminding you, you're just never alone. And that's that's just comforting to me anyways. Yeah. Those school worries just don't go away. <laughs> I know, and then I'm like, is, he, is he gonna be able to open up like the yogurt pouches and all? Like, Aww, you know, thinking yeah. about like, what am I gonna pack him for lunch? <laughs> yeah. Things. And now, like, I we got our class lists, and my first thought every year when we get our class lists is, are they gonna be happy? Do they have their friends? Yeah. You know, are they gonna be yeah. sad? Yeah. So many things to think about with yeah. our kids because we just want the best for them, and we want school to be a good experience and activities to be good experiences. It's just a lot. I like your point about not scrolling through your phone before bed. And I don't know why that is so hard. Like it is so hard not to do. Yeah. It's a, it's a habit for me anyways. And I know, I think it was um, Gretchen Saffles that says that she puts hers in another room 
um, like she charges it in the kitchen or something. So it's not even like right next to her bed. Cause that's usually like the first thing that I pick up in the morning too, which it's my alarm too, to be fair, but it's right there, you know, next to your, your bed. And that's like the first thing you go to when you wake up too. Yeah. Oh, it is really hard. It is a hard, hard habit to break and I mm-hmm. always want to do better, but then here I am. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's switch gears to kind of the second part of your book, like your subtitle, which is, Mm -hmm. so mama's got anxiety, but it's not going to steal my joy. I think there are so many joy-filled moments in parenting. There's so much fun, so much laughter, but it's not always joyful. Like there are really hard parts or boring parts. Um, Yesterday, some of my coworkers were sharing, I don't know what the song was, but they were sharing a song that was about parenting. And everyone kept commenting like, oh, this is, I'm going to cry. Or that was so beautiful. It was so emotional. And I was like, Mm -hmm. listen, I don't know what song this is, but I'm not listening to it until my kids are really on my nerves and I need to be reminded of how delightful they are. Because (laughs) this seems to be an emotional moment for all of you. So I'm going to reserve this for when I need it. Because some days are just like that. So whether you're having anxiety or you're just in a slump about parenting, like how can we reclaim our joy? So it's kind of like the backstory of the whole book is that I, like I said, I became a stay-at-home mom at the beginning of the pandemic. So this was supposed to be joyous time. I'm at home with my littles every day. I should be able to like take him to the park, go to the zoo, like do all these things. And I was in lockdown, like, and, um, and for me anyways, like my anxiety really heightened with the pandemic because of just the fear of the virus taking my babies and not just all the unknowns and the lack of control and all of that. Um, so it was stealing my joy in motherhood and, um, this time that I should be spending with my kids as stay at home mom. So that's really where it kind of came from in the book, because I have not been fully healed of my anxiety. I'm in a much better place through writing this book, but I didn't want it to be like a how to heal from anxiety because I'm not there. Um, but I have taken my joy back from my from my anxiety. And I think that God's word is staying rooted in that is one way to take your joy back, obviously. Um, being able to, whether you're struggling with anxiety or something else, being able to lean on others in a community, um, whether it's, you know, church community, community of believers, um, other moms through mops groups or whatever it may be, being able to lean on others. Um, I've only just recently started getting that kind of community. Um well, because I was, you know, in lockdown for so long, but being able to get outside and meet other people. And I've been able to find people who are supporting me through like meal trains after we had the baby and helping me babysit the kids so I can take a nap or work on book stuff. Um, and just knowing that when you look to him in Psalm 34, 5, you look to him, um, you'll be radiant with joy. You'll never be ashamed. So not being ashamed of your anxiety anymore. So, or whatever it is you're going through, like there are other moms that are going through the same thing or other things that they struggle with. And we don't need to be ashamed of it. We should be able to share it with others and, and find that community of other people that can support us just through like sharing their stories too. Um, and just being open and honest about all of it. And just knowing that God is going to carry us through whatever it is. 
and that he is the source of joy, the joy of the Lord. Um, and I'd say that's just true of anything that really you, you go through. It's just his presence is where the joy is. Oh, that's good. I do feel like comparisons with thief of joy and shame is a thief yeah. of joy. Like shame yeah. just creeps in to uh, our everything, to our bodies, yeah. our physical bodies, our spirits, and just it's like poison. Yeah. It's so hard to combat that. And it's also challenging in parenting too. It's just so, it's such a good reminder that like shame is not what Jesus wants for us. And so mm-hmm. to keep that from our kids is so important. Yeah. 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 Okay. So people who are listening and want to hear more, want to get a copy of your book, want to follow along with your journey, how can we connect with you? And then how can we get your book? Um. So... My website, CourtneyDevich.com, you can find basically all the stuff about pre-ordering the book releases on September 5th. Um, And then I am on Instagram and Facebook, Courtney Devich Author. I just recently joined Threads, too, which it it seemed like to be hopping there in the beginning, but now I think, like, people are not on there as much. But I'm on Threads, too, at Courtney Devich Author. Um, and that's where you can find me. The book is available wherever books are sold. So Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Christian Book. Um, Baker Bookhouse has it 40% off right now if you pre-order it, plus free shipping. Um, and Books a Million. Thank you so much. I'll put all that in show notes so that people can find it easily. So yeah, thank you so much thank for joining you. me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope you find this episode both relatable and helpful in your parenting journey. Thank you so much for joining me. I have links to find Courtney and get her book in the show notes for you, and I hope that you have a wonderful week. Remember that God is for you, and He is the source of all our joy. May God bless you as you parent this week. No matter how you are feeling or what you are experiencing, may God's presence be with you always, keeping in mind that He will give you perfect peace and unshakable joy. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Parenting Podcast. If you haven't subscribed, you can do that now, and that way you won't miss an episode. You can connect with us on Instagram at at christianparenting underscore org and see more resources at christianparenting.org. And if you're a mom raising daughters, we have the perfect course for you. Visit cpguides.org to learn more about our Helping Moms Raise Confident Daughters online courses. And lastly, if you have enjoyed this podcast or other Christian parenting resources, please consider donating to this ministry. Visit christianparenting.org and click the donate button. Christian Parenting is 100% donor funded and none of this would be possible without your help. We are so grateful for you. You're amazing. God bless you.